0: Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wolber, and today I was lucky to sit down with Zach Sloan. Zach is the co-founder and head of sales at Rent Grotta. They are a very exciting prop tech company, really occupying this influencer space on your website and doing some really cool stuff. This is a fun conversation to dig into both the company, Rent Grotta, what they're building and why they're so excited about the future, But also, I was able to hear from Zach about his recent experience at the Retcon conference in New York City. Retcon has come into the conference space and really made some noise, and I was interested to get Zach's honest take. Are they valuable? What are they doing that's different, and does he plan to attend again in the future? This is a fun conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. All right, Zach, happy to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining
1: Thanks, Mike, for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to it.
0: So I'd love to start with a little bit about Rent Grotta. You guys really own the resident influencer space, that category, at least in my view, but I haven't had anyone from your team on the show before. And I'd love to start with a little bit of the story of who Rent Grotta is and the value you guys are bringing to the industry.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So I'm one of the co-founders at Rankrata. It's myself, Zach, and then Ben and Sam. Uh, So we were created years ago in Chicago, and it really was just from a simple idea of we're so familiar with some of the things that our friends are interested in, what they're like, but really we don't know a lot about where some of our friend group lives and how they like living there. So the concept of looking to connect people with one another and build this friendship potentially, even if they didn't really know each other well prior to signing a lease and then ultimately making people become a little bit more of a community when they move into apartment. Uh, So that was really how the idea was born. And uh, if you're not aware, similar to you, Mike, from out of industry, um, I was actually an accountant, so a CPA, uh, before coming into Rentcrowda and starting it. So, quite a bit of a learning curve.
0: Well, in my experience, the best sales leaders come from a financial or accounting background. So, I'm guessing you're pretty good at least the numbers side, which is a, which which is usually a helpful thing.
1: That technically I'm the CFO of rankrata but uh that went by the wayside as we started raising capital and getting a little bit bigger.
0: I love it. And I'm curious like do you run into crazy objections on the client side, which which is maybe like, "Hey, what about an upset you know resident? We don't want them to interface with the prospect and get in the way." How do you handle those kinds of tactical but surely repetitive conversations you hear about from clients or future clients?
1: Tactical but surely repetitive. I like how you put that. Um, yes, that's definitely the number one objection that we get from our potential clients, and really, the idea is. Looking at the resident base, there's always going to be that squeaky wheel. And unfortunately, they're the ones that are going to Google and Yelp and trying to get other people to know how bad their experience is, whether it was getting their car towed or not getting their security deposit back. And what we're trying to really focus in on is the resident experience isn't dominated by those, you know, small minority people that live in the community. It's really the majority where you could see the people that like where they live and potentially the ones that have renewed and never really had that voice. Like myself for example, I've never gone to Google, never talked about my experience with the community. However, I've renewed my lease twice and I do enjoy living there. So giving residents like myself the opportunity to talk about their experience, welcome people that perhaps might be a dog owner as we see over your shoulder and ask them What's it like to have a dog there? So we're trying to really help people reframe the way they look at the resident experience. And then again, understand that these residents are signing up to refer the potential prospects into moving in. So they have a little bit of a financial incentive to want the prospect to move in at the end of the day.
0: Got it. I love it. That's a great story. Um, I'd love to pivot, like go to market for technology companies like ourselves in the prop tech space, uh, or you know, on the client operator side. Going to conferences is a huge part of of expense and time when it comes to meeting future customers, evaluating technology vendors, and I'd say one of the recent uh, conferences that's really come out of the woodwork has been Retcon. And we passed this year, Was we'd already kind of overcommitted ourselves, but I know you had a good time at Retcon this year. Would you mind if we kind of riff on your experience at Retcon this year?
1: Yeah, of course. Actually, the first time I had heard about it was one of my uh, clients was talking about the one that was in Los Angeles and then Miami. And it was like, well, uh, as Mike, you're well aware, there's a little bit of that conference fatigue that there's so many of them that we're going to. Um, So it was just yet another one for us to add onto the list. Um, James, uh, who holds Retcon, was really kind of in my ear uh, using LinkedIn, my number one channel, to get uh, my interest on looking at going to Retcon. So um, this year was the first one that RentGrada attended. And honestly, they did so many things right. um, And I'd love to kind of leverage some of the things that Retcon did, such as um, having a, a great conference app. the idea of the pre-conference meetings so everyone had a little bit of a profile about themselves and you could filter based on looking at you know i want to talk to an owner operator with this many units or i want to talk to someone that's on the investing space and then send them a direct message request or actually just send them a meeting request with a time and a table number that you wanted to meet them at Um, and i can't tell you how Helpful that was for some new meetings with companies that I'd never talked to before. Um, also some meetings on companies that I have spoken with and even that individual, but we hadn't really had the chance to catch up lately. And then just some current clients, it was great to see in that little like database, if you will, on who was going to be attending and then helped you get some things together. So I think those are some of the things and then in person, when we were actually there, a couple of things that I really enjoyed uh, were the opportunity, since it wasn't just like a run from one meeting to the next for these clients, or they were overbooked with about 10 post-conference like events and parties, was just really to meet them and say, like, hey, let's go grab dinner and let's get a group together to do that. And so it was just a lot of off the cuff. Let's get together, let's spend time together. And um, it was really invaluable for us to meet that meet those new clients, but also spend the time with the current clients that weren't being stretched a thousand different ways.
0: That's cool. I mean, one of the things that's interesting to me is like this niche side of conferencing. You look at social media summit, AIM, Optech at a bigger scale, but Retcon to me feels like it fits that narrative of like a more focused conference. And you go to probably as many, if not more than I do. I see you at almost every show on the circuit. Like, did this feel like it had a different attendee on the operator side in terms of persona or or title or, or those kinds of things? It
1: did, uh, and I think it actually helped too for people like myself that were going to invite some of their potential or current clients to come as well. So since it was in New York, um, a lot of different New York, New Jersey-based clients did come. And if you're familiar with that area, they're living a little bit in their own ecosystem. Um, so it's hard to call in to New York and New Jersey if you're not based there, and if you are based there, that's really kind of where you live and dominate. So. I did feel like there was a different type of client there, but then also peppered in there, there were some REITs from different areas across the country. There were uh, representatives from Bazudo and Gables and other companies that weren't necessarily based in New York and New Jersey. They might have some presence there. However, they didn't have those people that were there. So it was a great mix. And I kind of felt like that was what added to the at like the benefit of what Retcon was providing is that it wasn't really viewed as a national conference at na- at this point. So it did pull a lot of local people. And it felt like that was a little bit of its niche was, let's get some people from the area, let's get some people from a national presence, and then together, that will add a lot of value to the, the vendor partners that are coming in, and also add value to those people that want to understand what else is being done across the country?
0: That's awesome. I, I feel like one of the core conversations leading into and following up with these big conferences is always like, what is the value of a conference? And there's debate on the value of sessions. I've seen plenty of threads on LinkedIn where there's heated debates on the value of sessions and outside looking in retcon felt like it really went deep with some of the Conversations that were facilitated there. Mm-hmm. Curious what your your read was on the value of the content from a speaking moderated panel session standpoint at RecCon this year.
1: Yeah, some of the sessions were were really great. I remember one of them was uh, Morgan Properties with uh, one of the investment groups that they work together with on evaluating prop tech, but then also how they pilot things and what they do after the pilot. And I I, I think sessions like that speak to really everyone that's in attendance, whether you're on the vendor partner side and you're trying to understand how do I get a pilot with that kind of company, or you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're similar to that type of company, maybe not as large, but you're understanding how do they evaluate, how do they pilot. Um, some of the other companies were really highlighting and, and we, ground were the benefit of being mentioned on stage twice by name, but just it was highlighting companies um with, you know, slides and real case studies showing what the benefit of those companies have done. But it didn't feel pushy in the sense that it was like this is a sponsored panel brought to you by X because they paid XYZ dollars for it. And so it did feel a little bit more like those people were speaking about what works and not speaking about who was the one that kind of shelled out the biggest dollars for sponsoring that. And I, I do believe um, and maybe we'll get to this question, but I do believe that the conferences is a little bit, um, perhaps some of the, the differences that we're seeing in the conference scenes have been because the money talks and we're now seeing some of the sessions and different things be kind of navigated toward who wants to sponsor the session and who wants to speak with that sponsor.
0: Yeah. The, the pay to play piece, like I get it, but it also really just distorts, I think the quality and like, almost the authenticity of the outcome of those. And so probably music to yours to hear organic mention of your product because to me, that's the holy grail. And like, that's my goal with this podcast is to facilitate conversations. And oftentimes I do end up with a snippet of video for a prop tech vendor where I got an organic testimonial out of a client or an operator, but paying to play, it does distort it. And I think that's cool to hear that that Retcon found a more natural way to facilitate some of those conversations that were probably impactful to both sides of the attendee mix.
1: Yeah. And, and the one thing, the last thing I, I know that I'm kind of raving here about the conference, but they did have two very different types of people there. They had the commercial side and then they had the multifamily side and they didn't really try and mix them into one group where half the parties were in, disinterested in what was going on in stage. So they had two very distinct separate tracks. Um, but the networking piece was still kind of together. And so it did feel like there were two separate but concurrent conferences going on at once, but you didn't feel like it ever had a downside attached to it.
0: Oh, that's cool. So I was going to ask you about that. Like You go to these big ones, the NAAs, the Optex, even some of the bigger marketing shows like AIM, and it's very common for there to be like 30, Mm-hmm. Adventures to choose from every night. Did it feel the same way at Retcon where a lot of people were putting together kind of boutique happy hours and dinners, or was Retcon facilitating kind of like experiences at the end of each day?
1: So Retcon had it was only really a two- day conference. So Retcon did have its own happy hours to get everyone together from roughly like four to five thirty or five. Um but then after that, it did feel a little bit more organic from, my perspective at least it was just the first night was uh, a really different group of people that got together we went out we had a table of 10 um and some of those people i never met at all um it was about a 50/50 mix of um people on both sides of the equation but it was fantastic and then the second night um it was just kind of a more personal client dinner but the the real benefit of it was that it wasn't as if you were competing against 10 different invites and people had to go and you had to rush things. It was, you were able to focus the attention that they deserve and, and you deserve really when you're at a conference like that. So that was the, the big benefit. And really my last conference previous to RATCON was NAA. So when you want to talk about both ends of the spectrum, it was comparing 11,000 people to a couple hundred Um, And when you think about the couple hundred, even that, some of them were on the commercial side. So it was so intimate when you think about how the difference between that and an NAA feels.
0: Got it. Last question I have, Zach, is like the expo experience. It looked like there was at least some sort of a focused expo environment that some, if not all folks on the supplier side participated in what was the value of the expo for you guys this year typically that can be one that's very mixed like drives good traffic doesn't did you get value did you not what was your read this year with the expo
1: so actually at Recon, we didn't have an expo uh, i was just a floater and that's where i see the most value from conferences even when we have an expo um, it's kind of the idea of being reactive versus proactive in a way and going to find people but It did look like from where they were hosting, especially how the whole conference was done and how it was more intimate is the lunches and happy hours, everything was in the expo area. And the expo hall was, I don't know, the size of one row at NAA in the sense that it was very small and intimate. So making your way around the whole expo could take you a matter of minutes, uh, single digit minutes. So it was intimate and it did give you the opportunity to go out and see people. And then the last thing was, it was right on the Hudson River. So it was beautiful. Uh, the venue itself was awesome. So people had a desire to go out into the expo hall and see everybody because it was really the prime location at the conference.
0: I really think that location matters for conferencing. That's cool. So Zach, last question on conferencing, you think about the return, obviously there's a big expense you and the business make each year on these, whether it's specific to retcon or your thought on how you're evaluating, you know, the return and whether or not you're going to participate next year, where's your head at in the return on conferencing space?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a big one. Uh, I'm sure internal teams across the space have talked about this one and really from the perspective of how we view it is it's almost an aggregate ROI where you have to say look at this specific conference there are going to be this handful of clients, some of them I've talked to, some of them we haven't talked to. Okay. Well, can we kind of move the ball? I'm a big football guy do we need to move the ball down the field? And do we need to get kind of a first down? And ultimately, we understand that very few of us are selling within like a one meeting, you know, I love it, let's do it, especially if you have a product that takes a little bit longer to install or takes a little bit longer on just like the actual agreement terms that you have. So from our perspective, we know really it's a long game. And as long as they're is a pretty good list of the influential decision makers, then that's what really makes us decide to pull the trigger. And and really that was the leading factor on Retcon was, um, it was not a quantity game by any means, but the quality of about, I'd say five to six names that were on that list. And actually literally the day that we're airing this today, this morning, we got an MSA back from one of them, so it was that was the big selling point is that we, I needed to get in front of them. And by sending multiple emails, it just doesn't really do the trick. So when you look at the aggregate ROI, you have to divide really all the deals that were touched by those conferences. And then I think that's the best way to understand, are you getting payback for the money that you're spending?
0: I totally agree. There's like a sourced pipeline, but then like an influenced pipeline component to it. And if it takes a couple touches, but you get it done, usually the math can line up. Hey, so I'd love to end with Rent Grata. Zach, is there anything you and the team are working on that you're excited about as we look down the closing half of 2022?
1: Really excited about some things that we're working on. I'd say the biggest one that we're getting close to rolling out is Rent Grata's payment facilitation. So RankRata will give the customers that we have the opportunity to pay out the referral rewards and potentially other rewards that residents are owed through the RankRata platform. Uh, Really what that will give us the opportunity to do is provide a little bit more clarity, similar to like a Domino's pizza tracker to all of our prospects and residents that are owed their referral rewards for using the platform But also, we'd be completely taking that task off the on-site team from having to process and issue the referral rewards. And for the many communities we're working with across the country, that time adds up. And from all of our different offerings, whether it's Rent Dynamics or Rent Grata, um, trying to lighten the load of the on-site team is the number one priority for all of us. So uh, this is going to be a huge one. And then also, we're Really improving our sentiment analysis. So, understanding what prospects and residents are talking about. And then, how can we use that information and make it a smarter experience and provide essentially a Cliff's Notes to the on site team to understand what are my prospects interested in and how can I cater my information better to them? So, those are the two of the bigger things. And then, also working on our API and a bunch of different stuff, but really exciting end to 2022 coming.
0: That's cool, man. I mean, two of the biggest objections anyone runs into in sales is implementation and adding operational burden to site teams. And if you can impact both of those positively, I'd say that sounds like game on and some green lights.
1: Totally. I think, uh, any client out there listening, I I'm, picturing their arms up in the air and they're yelling at the computer with happiness. That, exactly
0: that. <laughs> All right, Zach. Well, thank you a ton for joining today and I hope to see you in Chicago next week.
1: Appreciate it, Mike. Have a good one, everyone.